0: Welcome to episode one of Movie Emergency, presented by More Than Dice. I'm your host, John Spencer, and I just had a movie emergency. Uh, Christmas time here, I'm blowing into the weather. Uh, Try and bear with my uh, somewhat nasally sound if I do, or my sniffs. We will see how it goes. But uh, I just watched a film I got for Christmas called White House Down. That was one of those things I put lots of uh, cheap DVDs on my. on my Amazon list, my mom uses that to buy stuff. So, uh, I got that. Figured, got uh, done with dinner, going to dinner, getting dinner, figured I'd give it a watch. Uh, uh, it is a two-pack. It also has uh, Olympus is Falling, Fallen, which, uh, since this is called a mu- movie emergency, you can definitely guess that uh, that was the superior movie. Holy crap. So, White right House Down, if you don't know, is one of the two 2013 movies that came out about someone taking over the White House and capturing the president. Uh, this one stars Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx with Maggie Gyllenhaal, James Woods, and a bunch of other people who don't really matter. Um, somehow this movie made money. I, I don't know how. I literally sat through it, and uh, the whole idea is... Uh, Channing Tatum is a aspiring uh, Secret Service agent. He's uh, part of the Capitol Police. He... Uh, Provides protection detail for the Speaker of the House. And uh, the whole start is that he gets a friend to get him an interview with uh, the Secret Service. Now, they add lots of extra unnecessary shit here, like uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal is the person he, he interviews with. And apparently they're friends and they're, I guess, supposed to be some sort of slight romantic interest or attraction between the two of them that shit doesn't matter at all because it was unnecessary. Uh James Wood is her James Wood is her boss, the chief of uh the secret service and he ends up betraying the president to it's really fucking convoluted. Uh because of his son died. Uh spoiler a warning if you haven't seen this movie and you care about it cuz there is one little plot twist that's decent in it. Then stop listening now. <laughs> Because I'm going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. So, <laughs> this movie just goes from ridiculous to ridiculous to ridiculous. Absolute silly. Um, God. it Where something like uh, Olympus Has Fallen tries to pretend to be a little bit realistic here or there. I mean, it starts off going full batshit crazy in that movie and then scales off to more realism. This is just absolute ridiculous. Let's do hit, hit by hit. Beginning, I'm like, there's too many things. They brought his, uh... Chain uh, Him brings his daughter with him because she loves the White House. She's obsessed with politics and the White House and the President and all that. Of course, to give him some personal stake in it because just protecting the President because you're applying to be a secret service member isn't enough. Sure, okay, whatever. <clears throat> the forced, uh... The forced, uh relationship with Maggie Gyllenhaal, unnecessary, but there you go. Um, man, and <clears throat> so it starts off, they set off with an explosion in the Capitol, uh, thus locking down the, the the White House, you know, scrambling the vice president Air Force One, Speaker of the House goes to the Pentagon, splitting them all up, and then it just gets crazy, because then guys take over the White House, and man, what I hate about these damn movies is when... It's the most unrealistic thing ever, you know? You've got these guys who are defending the fucking White House and they're on lockdown and they're all getting taken by surprise and taken out. It's not like, oh, firefights, you know, our superior tactics and, and sneakiness have gotten us through. It's just, oh, look, we're sneaky. We shot you all. Haha, we have silencers. That makes us sneaky. Fucking. It's mm, stu- stupid. Like, I-, I like a movie like Die Hard where even. Uh, Die Hard 2 is a better example. I just watched that recently, where the SWAT team's going after some bad guys, and they managed to uh, even kill a couple of them before you know getting before taking them all down. That's that's cool, you know. You, you put a couple extra fluff bad guys in there, you're expected that's going to happen. But this movie doesn't bother with any of that shit at all. It just goes straight for the we kill everyone because we have silencers and we're sneaky, even though they're on lockdown and should be fucking paranoid as a motherfucker. So of course. Shane character gets out, and he's really trying to find his daughter who had to use his best room, but instead he ends up finding the president when James Wood betrays him, because his son was killed in a Middle East in a uh, uh, commando raid, because he was a Marine. And and it just keeps going downhill every time. Crazy. Um, next crazy thing, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to highlight the... the the silly silliness of it all. <clears throat> Let's see. So, they eventually declare the president dead. Uh, they're running around. <laughs> so, there we go. They see them take Stinger missiles to the roof. Cool. Makes sense. Gotcha. Air defense. All good. I have no problem with that. The military surrounded the White House. So, they have a tank that's going to just plow through the, the wall <clears throat> and open a way for the presidential... Uh, Car to get out because they're running around the law and running away from two of the SUVs because you would have a car chasing movie like this even though it's diehard in the fucking White House. Uh, I'm okay with that also. When the guys in the roof are like RPGs and I'm like, that's that's an M1 tank. That's RPGs. No, no, this no. That's while they might like disable it, not. Uh. Plus they start off the guy thinks smart. He's like hit the roof with the with the main gun real quick. I'm like, bam, that's what I'm talking about. Hits the roof with the main gun, should have been plowed through the gate, back out, they get out. <sniffs> Job's a good'un. Let's go have Miller time. Nope. Even though they hit the roof with the main gun. The guys all, of course, went for cover, and none of them were hurt, none of their equipment was damaged, and they managed to take out the tank with an RPG. One RPG. One. Not like, hit him and hit him again. One. A single RPG. So Alright, got through that. More and more ridiculous stuff with the car chase happens. It eventually ends, thank God. Uh with an RPG, funny enough, uh but <laughs> get the next thing, and of course, Channing Tatum knows how to take uh take a bull- take a shrapnel out of uh the present and patch him up and all, of course, cool. Uh then later he gets in a fight with with the uh the main bad guy played by uh, Jason Clark, who played... Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Most recently, I think I saw him in was... Terminator Genesis as uh, John Connor. He's fucking forgettable. <coughs> but he gets in a fight with him and, and somehow drops... Now, he gets a fight because they're sending in Delta Force. They're coming in, they have helicopters, so they're coming in 30 feet tall, and... Chantams characters in contact with the White House, with everyone who's sort of like, look, they've got stingers or they got javelins here. You, they're gonna take you guys out. Like, oh, they've gone dark. We can't talk. Contact them, anyways. Like it's, you have a million guys surrounding the fucking White House, just fucking M16s suppressing fire. You can't fire rockets when you're busy dodging bullets. But anyways, okay. And the countermeasures don't work, of course, because why would the countermeasures work? I mean, that's countermeasures, what they're for. But anyways, so they take down all three, even though he's... Uh, two of them get taken down, he's fighting Jason Clark for the last one, and it's locked on, but pointed entirely the wrong direction. So when he pulls the trigger, of course it... it <laughs> <laughs> Just knocks it off my table, because I'm so annoyed. Of course it follows around in proper movie missile fashion and gets to them and takes them down, too. Fucking silly. They fall through a skylight, they're fighting, and he drops his guest passes for him and his daughter, who now, they've seen that the daughter's on TV because she recorded some of their stuff and put it on her YouTube thing because she loves politics, and she's got a YouTube account, so that's fine, cool. And, uh, she had uploaded some pictures of them, which is how they found out who they all were, which is cool, I have no problem with that part. Then he drops the passes in the fight, which somehow he still has on him, even though, fuck, when I took my shirt off to put on tactical gear, the first thing I would have fucking done was get rid of those passes. But when he gets that, he realizes that he's her father, and so he's going to take her hostage to draw him out and whatever and kill him because he's killed some of his men and bullshit. All the while there's a hacker, a really not interesting hacker in the the presidential bunker, you know, hacking the system, because of course he can. He gets it hacked. they get control of stuff, and uh, they get launch codes to fire a missile at, uh, well, Air Force Two, technically, which would be, or whatever, plainly, uh, Vice President's on, which becomes Air Force One because he's sworn in as Vice President because they think the President's dead, and then they sh- shoot that down. Because, of course, you can do that all remotely from Presidential Bunker with no way of anyone stopping it from NORAD, no way of anyone on the plane having countermeasures or whatever. Jesus, it's like stupid on top of stupid. And I'm just like, oh God, but I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound. That goes on, the next guy gets a sworn in as uh, president, the Speaker of the House, uh, the one that uh, Chan James character knows. And then shortly afterwards, of course, uh, James Wood's character, the uh, Secret Service guy who betrayed him, gets nuclear launch codes, manages to get the, beat the president up and, and get him to open the nuclear football, and he's targeting everything in Iran, because, of course, it's just that simple. The stupidity of this movie expects you to go through is amazing. Uh, of course it ends, Jane him, boom, kills him, gets him in, they figure it all out, of course, because they beeped him with the number because, Jesus, he's a dinosaur, even though he protects the president, he doesn't use a cell phone or anything. Uh, the hacker gets blown up on his own booby trap because his card won't work for no god-awful reason at all other than they didn't think about how they are getting rid of the hacker. They had to tie this shit up. Really, really dumb. I I don't have the words to express. Um, whew. So, if you're planning on watching this movie, I suggest you take your suspension of disbelief outside and hang that shit till it's dead. Then come back in and watch the movie. Uh, get some alcohol. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to write movies for this, because this is sort of off the cluff. It is episode one. Um, let's just say I'll use my standard uh, thing, and uh, I'll figure out something bigger later. Uh, shot to Kraken? Uh, three and a half. You're going with three and a half. Maybe four. It's not quite a four shot, but it's damn close. It is not a good action movie. Uh, the action's solid, but not but uninspired. Uh, Some of the pieces would be great if it wasn't just so damn inconceivable, the best two moments, they have Raptors, the speaker who is apparently in cahoots with everything to get this going off, he just paged the guy the, the, the nuclear launch codes because that works, um, has authorized an airstrike, but his daughter who had done flag waving as her talent competition that he missed, and they made a point of that earlier, I'd forgotten about it until they mentioned it, they like hammered it home later, like it would have been great if they just mentioned it and then she didn't. Hammer it home at the end, because then they'd be like, "Oh, subtle. I like that." It'd make repeat viewings worth it, because I'm not sure they're worth it otherwise. But anyways, airstrike. The the, the raptor guy's like, "No, no, they're 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 friendlies all over the place. People are running towards. I'm not gonna blow up the White House with all these innocents and civilians around it. I'm just not doing that." So he calls it aboard, which is awesome. And the second moment is when James Woods' character goes like, "No, no." I, I, I don't blame you for killing my son for that mission. That was, that was your crowning moment. You were a true commander-in-chief for five minutes. No, I'm going to kill the entire Middle East, or Iran, because they killed my son. So, towards the end, a believable plot. Though, it starts off too slow. There's too much of the bullshit going on. The f- too many force connections here or there. It's just not a tight movie. Uh, it's an hour and... Th- it's uh, 131 minutes long, I think it says here. Feels much longer than that. Uh, should have been a good hour, 45-minute movie. Should have been 105 movies. Cut 25 minutes of that movie, easy. That would not be a problem. It would be passable. Um, for now, I give Suspension of Disbelief four shots of Kraken. You need four there. Uh, action, I give two shots of Kraken. It's pretty solid. Plot, three and a half. Fuck it. Overall rating, three and a half shots of Kraken. We'll see if this rating scale holds on. Uh, again, I'm John Spencer from More Than Dice. Uh, hey, if you like this, let me know. You can hit me up on Facebook, at John Oakland Spencer, on Twitter, at John O. Spencer, or John Oakland Spencer at Yahoo.com. This has been a movie emergency, and I now return you to your normally scheduled programming. Have a good night.